A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! Now, the way I was looking at them, we're going to go through our top 10 chocolate bars. Uh, so I'm assuming none of you have got anything that's in a packet. It's like, you know, as in Maltesers or things like that, where it's just right. a bar-like uh, shape. Let's go for that. Now, for me personally, I like it where you have a diff- you know, different textures and different flavors in one particular bar. That's why mm. things like, uh, although I, there is a couple of things here that that wouldn't go for that but where do you lot stand in regards to your consistency of a chocolate bar mm. ross well i've got there's a couple on my list that have got uh, other consistencies than just the chocolate so um where you've got you know cabbage do fruit and nut or, or nut bar that kind of thing something that's got a bit of bite to it outside of just eating purely into chocolate however i probably do prefer dairy milk still you can just let it melt on your tongue and, and suck at it. This this could well be one of our most erotic podcasts <laughs> we've ever done because there can be so many little uh, cuts that we yeah. can make out of this and get even if you take trouble. the nuts out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> good old suck. Exactly. I mean, and there's also it's not just the fact of having your favourite chocolate. You've got, like you say, Cadbury's, Galaxy, Thorntons, all these different kinds Nestle. of chocolate. Nestle. Fries. You know, yeah, well done, Ross. Has yeah. been listening. You listen to the fast uh, facts. Yeah, yeah. Joseph Fry. Joseph Fry. So um let's go. The, the, I'm sure we will go off on tangents and we'll go off and talk about different things, but let's get everybody's number 10 first. So where where do we stand then, uh, Ross, on your 10th favorite? Well, I've got uh Terry's chocolate orange bar. Oh, okay. Um I, I wasn't sure they were still around, but apparently you can get three for a pound in Asda. So <laughs> that's, that's quite good value. Mm. And uh, But they've only got six segments now. And I'm not sure how, how, how many they had originally, but probably more. It's probably downsized over time. Right. Okay. So, because the other thing we've got to look at as well is the fact that I, mean, I was only looking at this yesterday. you got to look at also how obviously myself and and Neil are a little bit older than you, Ross. So we can remember when Twix used to taste like a Twix. You know, right. and and when Mars bars used to be the size of a Mars bar, not like they are now, where they're literally a little bit bigger than what used to be a fun size Mars bar. So all of these different things. I mean, I've got some. Uh, well, one in my 
countdown that I don't think is around anymore. Mm. Oh, intrigued. Yeah, which yeah. is... Um, I mean, I was going to have some honourable mentions because they're not around I've anymore. Got, but I've got honourable mentions. We missed out just because they weren't in my top ten. But um, yeah, yeah. But I do. Well, like I, the, I remember. Sorry. I was going to say I do like the way that you've snuck in the Terry's chocolate orange there because they did bring out a bar of that as well. So that's very good, very clever, Ross. What was you going to yeah, say? I mean, I, I would have liked to have had uh, pyramid. Do you remember those? The pyramid. No. Filled with no. mint cream, like an after eight mint, but basically a pyramid shape, and you would bite the top off. And they, they were in the in the sort of 80s, 90s, I think. Wow, I can't remember that. No, I can't remember those. Amazing. Mine was going to be a Texan bar. Well, I used there you to go. love a that, Texan that, bar. That's, that's you know, preempting a little bit of what I was going to say, but that's the one. That <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you and your big fucking mouth. <laughs> Just psychic, aren't we? That was my honourable mention because right. it was always my favourite. But So what was your number 10 then, Neil? Kinder Buno. Okay, yeah. I do enjoy one of those. In, out of the fridge again. It's got to be in the fridge. It's mm. just nice, creamy, and yeah. Crunch to it. It's got a little bit of a crunch to it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's a nice bar, but it's not my favourite, obviously, being at number 10. Yeah. What well, is a little bit of a committee decision? Would you class a walnut whip as a chocolate bar? No. See, I wouldn't. But, no, but then no, I, no. I was just saying about the pyramids, which is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, what made, walnut whip. That's, that's what made me think about it. Yeah. Because I love walnut whips. I don't like the walnut, as we will get into a little bit later on. Nuts and chocolate right. should not go together. I like the but, whip. Yeah, the whip bit. Mm. But would you class that as a as a triangular shaped bar? I so wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. That's okay, and nor would I nor would I have included the pyramid, which did lead me onto a question as to whether a cabbage cream egg counted. Exactly. Well, that's, that's that's my whole big thing point. It's that the, the Cadbury's cream egg, would you class it as a bar? What would you class it as? If it well, you emphasized at the beginning, Pav, it must be a bar. Right. And so an that, egg isn't a bar, is that it? That brings me on to my top 10 then, my number 10, a curly whirly. Well, it's still oh, a bar, right, isn't it? Now, I, and again, straight from the fridge. So it's brittle mm. when you eat it and it cracks. And uh, welcome by Slimming World or one of those, isn't it? It's only so many points on uh, Weight Watchers or Slimming World. Is it World really? Yeah. Well, it's all the holes in it, isn't it? Yeah, you're <laughs> eating it. But, but it's a great holes, choice. With the holes, it means you can eat twice as much, yeah. you see, because it's that's got less. Theory. Yeah, that's okay then. So I'm allowed, I'm allowed my um, curly whirly then, so that's good. Oh, for sure. Okay, Skype, what's your number nine? All right, well, you know, again, same premise as before. Movies that I like of his that... Uh, but this one is a good example of what you were talking about earlier, um, is Call of the Wild. Okay. <clears throat> it just came out. Uh, he's like a he's like an old prospector, and but he looks so great for eighty years old in this movie. It's like wow, and it's just here's the truth. It's not anything to do with his acting. That's just a cool movie. The dog, hilariously terribly created, but still doesn't matter. You get to see a dog, and you get to assume this is how a dog lives its life. And uh, I thought it was really cool. But again, uh, it is a good example of how well that man is aged. That is mm. a handsome, handsome gentleman. So, I still haven't watched uh, that one yet. It's yeah, on I, Disney I, Plus, isn't it? I haven't seen it because it's uh, got a CGI dog, isn't it? Yeah. The dog is yeah. CGI. The whole movie, like the dog is gets all the scenes. So um, he's probably in about twenty minutes of the movie. Oh right. 30. Uh, but the rest of it's the dog, and it's the it's an all CGI dog. But it's on HBO. HBO. So I don't know where it is for y'all. Actually, it might be on Disney Plus. It's on, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. but, okay. Uh, I might give that one a go then. 
Um, yeah. okay. I literally just watched it yesterday. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was one of the three Harrison Ford films that you yep. watched. Yep. Uh, Neil, what's your number nine? Uh, mine is Force Awakens. Okay. The Return of uh, Han Solo. <laughs> Not the greatest performance because he's in his gruff and retired years, but it's still iconic. And the death scene, I think, it brings a tear to your glass eye, doesn't it? So. It does. It does. There, I again. It makes a mockery of my number 10 with the fact that I haven't got Force Awakens in my top 10 because I absolutely love that movie. Um, But it sort of ruined the original trilogy for me a little bit because especially in New Hope, you see this young, virile, cocky sort of, you know, smuggler in A New Hope and then you realise what's happening to going to happen to him 30 years down the line and it's heartbreaking. It Mm. really is. But... um, yeah, I think he's great. My number nine is Mosquito Coast. Okay. Um, uh, it's a, it, it was a real one that sort of took him out of his comfort zone, I think, is from his blockbusters of Indiana Jones and, and Han Solo to play this scatty... Um, um, was he a was teacher, he? wasn't he? No, he was a... When you make things, not an impersonator. I don't know why I'm thinking inventor. of the word impersonator. Inventor, that's, that's right. right yeah. uh, and he goes off to the jungle and tries to create a utopia for his family mm. and it all goes wrong. Um, River Phoenix. In River Phoenix, yeah, yeah. Helen Mirren. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a fan- I haven't seen it for a while, but it's a fantastic film. It's a great movie. I've actually forgotten about that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's my number nine. It's totally <laughs> juvenile, like my willy. <laughs> okay, right then number number eight number eight for me uh pissed um uh, but but use it in a few different ways so i talk about i'm pissed when i'm drunk i talk about i'm pissed off when i'm angry and i'm so pissed like when i'm angry mm. as well so i i use the word quite a lot like also uh, piss flaps. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's kind of, that's a, an umbrella term for all those different things. Piss flaps tends to be... <laughs> I don't use it very often because it just makes me laugh. It, it, piss flaps tends to be when I'm... <laughs> when I'm... I don't know, I'm doing something like the washing up and I've dropped something into the water. So it's not like an absolute tragedy, but it's just a bit annoying. <laughs> Oh, piss gaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, uh, go on then, Neil. What's, what's your number eight? <laughs> Wank or wanker? Um, wanker same wanker. as Lars. I use it behind the wheel. Yeah, interesting. Every, I'm very much like you. So when I'm doing my day job of delivering or the driving, everyone's a wanker in front of me if they do <laughs> something wrong. Why is it a car word, do you think? Interesting. Don't know. Don't know. But yeah, yeah, it's a great. Well, it's, it's again, it's a great verbal release, isn't it? Yeah, Wanker! It's, it's good. It's a good one. Okay. Um, right. Number eight for me is uh, cunt chops. <laughs> I love that. I love it. That, that I think I think that might be what might be my version of wanker for you two. Is I say seem to say that a lot in the car. In the car, obviously, if I'm on my own rather than. Yeah, you know, if I'm the kids. <laughs> yeah, ferrying the kids or the grandkids around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's one of my go-to ones. That if someone does, whereas like the wanker is if you're watching telly and somebody falls over, you're a wanker. If someone does something physically to me, but yeah. in the confines of my car, so that they can't hear me yeah. or there's no way they can get to me, I'll shape I'll shape cunt chops. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I haven't got just the word cunt 
in my top 10 because I think it works better with other words. Tops. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with you because I've not actually included it at all in my top 10 because I find it quite an aggressive word. And also I was, it's really interesting. My mum's a real swearer. She's a real potty mouth. But if you say the C word in, in the house, she gets really pissy. She gets really, really pissed off with us and she, she really tells us off. And I don't know why. I don't know why in that particular word really presses the buttons. But, but because I grew up with that, I kind of learned to never use it. But <laughs> cunt chops is a good one because it, it kind of um, softens it a little bit. It's not, it doesn't feel quite so aggressive, does it? <laughs> I, that's what, I think that might be what it is. And also I yeah. think if somebody can see your mouth moving and you say cunt, they could probably work out what tell. you're saying. But yeah. if you say cunt chops, the, the, the guy that you're shouting at probably goes, oh, no, he didn't call me a cunt. That's all right. He, he said something <laughs> he's else. Called, he's, 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 he's listing his shopping list. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's having his Sunday dinner. Night <laughs> <laughs> what he's having for tea, yeah. Um, Neil, what have you got for number eight then? Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good asshole. <laughs> no, it's a great word. It's... Um, Everyone can be an asshole. It can be a term of affection. Oh, go on, you asshole. And to a right swear word, you're a complete asshole. It's, yeah, I use it a lot. Mm-hmm. I do use it a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you use it as a term of affection as well? Sometimes. As a... Sometimes. I haven't ever done it to you yet, pal. How are you, you asshole? <laughs> Quite often, this, if I haven't spoken to somebody for a while, that's how I start the text. Really? How are you, you asshole? Yeah. You've never started a text like that to me. I'm. I'm no, but then I, I, it's You're people I know that, that have much. the same have the same sort of. I will start if you want me yeah, to. Yeah, please I'll, do. Yeah, if it's a term of affection for you. Then, it um... can be. Yeah. <laughs> Just going back to your pissed as well, Loz. Yeah. I find it weird because I listen to podcasts where it's American radio. Oh yeah, they use it differently, don't they? They're they're allowed to say things like. You know, I'm, I'm really I'm, pissed. I'm pissed. You wouldn't, be able to, you wouldn't yeah. get away with saying that no. on the BBC or anything like that. No, because no. it just means you're angry, doesn't it? And, and yeah, but it's weird how that isn't obviously a swear word no. in, in America. And they get really confused because when we talk about being pissed, as in drunk, they're like, what? Because it doesn't mean drunk, over no. there, does it? Just angry, no. isn't it? It's just, just angry. Like, Why are you angry? <laughs> you yeah. seem really happy. But then again, in America, they don't use the word wank and wanker. In, no, like they don't, do, do they? Because no. I always remember watching Buffy, the TV series, and wasn't the <clears throat> person who wrote the music called Thomas Wanker? Yeah. Have a look at it. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. And then in Australia, remember the Paul Hogan show? Yeah, very much. And it used to be Leo Wanker, wasn't it? It's like yeah. the, the, the um, stuntman, a bit before That's your it. time, this Loz, sorry. Two old men <laughs> talking about 80s television. <laughs> Yeah, and I used to remember, laugh at that because I thought, oh, that's naughty. There's, you know, there's somebody there called Wanker. <laughs> and I had no idea what it what it meant, you know, when I was 23. <laughs> <laughs> Leon, you're number seven. Right, number seven, I'm going for uh, Faith No More and Angel Dust. Okay. Which is an absolute corking album. I mean, it's I must have played this to death. Um, the one um, what was the album before it's um, popped up my head now um, oh, I can't think of the, the album before it's popped up my head now I'll get it in a minute but um, the album before it's very very different you've got from Out of Nowhere and Epic and stuff on it that's the song and, I know from Faith yeah Mike Patton's got this kind of high sort of squeaky voice in it and then all of a sudden Angel Dust comes out 
and it's almost like he's a different guy singing. He's completely changed. He's, he's a different sort of, you know, pitch in how he's singing. And the songs are just, just seem, it seems like a band that really got foothold and they are. They, I mean, it's, it's a killer album. You've got Midlife Crisis was a big one on it. Small Victory. Um, what else was on there? Probably the one everyone knows off of it, which is funny, that not their own songs. They did a cover of Easy by the Commodores. That's the other one I remember, yeah. Um, but it's another album. I don't know how many tracks are on it, 12 songs or whatever, and it's not a bad song on it. It's an absolute corking album. It's, it's lots of experimental, but very cool right. uh, songs on it. Um, so, and I, yeah, I played it to death. Um, still love it. It's weird because that song, Epic, always reminds me of Los Angeles. But, right. um, because me and, our, me and my brother went to um, Los Angeles, went to America in 1990, I think it was. Yeah, right. it was for my 21st birthday. And back in back in the day, kids, before you had iPods, you could go to a <laughs> shop, you go to a shop and you could make a compilation oh. CD. So you would choose what tracks you wanted and you had to choose 10 tracks for like $25 or something it was. It was fucking ridiculous, the price. And I remember thinking, I know that song. I'm going to put that song. I was trying to find songs that reminded me of America. So I put right. in... I put in um, I Love L.A. or We Love L.A., whatever it is, the... Um, oh, Randy Newman. Randy Newman song. You Win yeah. Again. You Win Again by the Bee Gees for some fucking reason. <laughs> and, That's and, very American. Yeah, yeah very American. And epic, epic by Faith No More. And it was, like, it was real weird. I wish I could find that CD. I don't know where it well, is. Well, the album, just for information, the album's 92. Oh, right. Okay. Thank you for that, uh, Leon. Uh, <laughs> <Just to get laughs> no, that's cool. I love just, more... just to prove it was uh, nice. Yeah, as many statistics as possible. That's what we love. Uh, Neil, yeah. what's your number seven? It'd be Moby and Play. I just think, well, what an album that is. I know it's very late 90s, but still a, a, a stalwart on my a record disc, as a record player, as they would say. Um, I know each track is a single and each track's been played to death and he sold it to me wisely. He made himself enough money out of there to do what the fuck he wants whenever. Sold nearly every record on that album for movies, for adverts and everything. But it hasn't tainted it and I still think it's awesome. Awesome album. See, that's somebody I've never been able to get into is Moby. No? No. What about you, Leon? Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. I, uh, there's some really good tracks on that album. Mm. It's very mellow. I like the one that there was the one that followed as well. Um, um, yeah, that one. was um, thirteen. That one, we are made of stars. Yeah, it was thirteen a, or something like that. Was that's it? a great track. Yeah, I love that. That's really. He has done some really good tunes. You know, and I think he's forgotten what he did. I mean, his headline set at Glastonbury. I'm going to talk about that when he did that. I know that was in the 2000s, but. I think the guy stole the weekend, personally. I think that's another thing about his is again, it's one of those artists. It hasn't, it hasn't sort of um, doesn't sound dated. No, not at all, does it? It, it sounds quite sort of you know, mm. it's quite universal and it sounds. Horseman, so, yeah, you must know that song. Yeah, well, no, from the yeah. beach. Pat. What I was going to say is, uh, would I listen to a lot of his stuff and think, oh god, oh that song, I recognise oh, that that's song. Yeah, probably. Yeah, from, yeah, from that movie or from that TV mm. show or that advert or whatever it is, that's my, probably what it would be with me with Moby. It probably would, but yeah, like Leon said, it's probably one of the chillest albums I think ever. You sing, or... Neil, sing me one of those. you could pass out to. It really is quite <laughs> Uh, I was singing, I'm not singing any of his songs. Go do 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 There you go. <laughs> oh, that one. Oh, I love yeah. that one. Yeah, that one. Uh, right, my number seven is The Man Who by Travis. Ooh. 
Good shout. Um, mainly because when I was back in whatever year it came out, and when I used to play football manager all the time, uh, so in the <clears> corner of corner of our bedroom, I'd have my headphones on and I'd be listening to the man who, from start to finish, right even to the very last track when you hear the car going and walking on the gravel and the little um, extra track at the end that if you just, you know, just let it play and it'll all of a sudden start playing. I think it's Slideshow, isn't it? I think the very last song. Uh, but a great album. I love Fran Healy and I love him as a songwriter. I think he sends some... Um, there's a, an album that they had out a, few, oh, a couple of years ago and there's a song called Animal, I think it's called. They've got right. a new one out now, haven't they? Have they got a new yeah. one out now? Have they? I think they've got a new one out yeah. now. Yeah. They got, and then, and what I also love is that they they do great videos as well with a lot of yeah, like, yeah. They, they're very quirky, of, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. very quirky. Um, and Fran Healy is just, a, I think he's a great songwriter. Really, a, mm. a good, good. Yeah, Number six, uh, Alice, is it you this time? It is. So number six, okay. we went for the Darth Maul looking guy from Insidious. Oh yeah. Oh right. So. I, obviously, I said before that I don't, I haven't like been exposed to that many horror films, but for some reason, we went to go and see this in the cinema. I think it oh. was a case of like, you know, it was a Saturday or whatever, and we were like, right, want to go to the cinema, got there, and it's like, well, what's on? It's like, oh, not much. Let's just watch Insidious. So we start watching Insidious, and literally five minutes in, I'm like, this is a bad idea. I am going <laughs> to hate every single thing. I spent most of the film like this. I am such a wuss. I don't know why. I did film studies as well, so it's like I know that it's all pretend, but it still just freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> and then when the moment when he's when you first see his face, and obviously the, the mum and dad of the family or whatever are having a conversation in the kitchen, and then his little creepy head just kind of pops around behind the back. Of the, I was like, ah! <laughs> oh, my God. And that was it then. I was just petrified for the rest of the film, like literally watching it like this. Oh my God. But yeah. So he he had to go sort of quite high on the list because of the physical reaction that I had to him when I saw him. Wow. See that, because I get Insidious and what's the other ones? The Conjuring. I get those two mixed up. Yeah, there's a few of them that kind of, they all come out at the same time and it was basically all the same thing. It was like, what if your house was haunted? Yeah. So which one's Insidious? Which one's that? That's the got... one without the family, isn't it? The, is that the, the one, has that got the nun? Is was the nun the? No, that's the conjuring. Oh, uh, see what I mean? I'm all over the place with that already. It's got. It's, I can't remember a name off the top of my head. Is it Rose Byrne? Who's in yeah, bridesmaids? Is it Wilson? Right, but Patrick Wilson's in the conjuring as well. He that's why I get mixed oh, up. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rose Byrne. Right. Her. Okay. Yeah, I know the one. I think she is. I think she's. Yeah. I think she's the mum. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that. I haven't seen that film. I call them horror fil- horror films for beginners. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Learn a driver horror yeah. film. Yeah. yeah, but the I thing is, like, if you watch it at a cinema, you've already got you're in a dark room. Yeah. So that you know, if you're at home, you can have every light on, and at least that's yeah. sort of like a protection. Whereas, yeah, watching a horror film in a cinema, yeah, that's that's some scary shit. That is, especially if you're on your own. It's pretty intense. That's pretty weird. Yeah, that is pretty intense. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, Neil, your number six. Medusa from Clash of the Titans 1981, Harryhausen again. Same thing as you, Pav. I was scared to death of it when I was little. That bit when they first went, you know, the three-headed dog they fought and got into the whole palace and finding everybody turned to stone. And I first saw her, I remember my dad taking me to see it and it absolutely shit me up. 
Medusa. And I still think it holds up now, that look. And when, did you see the remake with Sam Worthington? I did, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. What did they do? What did they do wrong? Everything, didn't they? They cast Sam Worthington. Yeah, <laughs> well, there is that. But the thing but, about that, that Clash of the Titans is also, it's got that, it's it's just this side of being slightly camp hmm. as well, which I think is what's good about it, you know? That's yeah, right. But, but think that, of the cast in that. Clash of the Titans with yeah. you know, Laurence Olivier and all of those, and then Harry Hamlin. Eh, what a career he had! <laughs> that um, the, the remake of Clash of the Titans. That was like that period where they, they were just going remake an old film, make it great. Yes, yeah. remake an old film, make it great. That's what will get people in the cinema. Yeah, and then thank God we're out of that now because I've, I'm so sick of it. We did um, we did Terminator Salvation a few weeks ago, didn't we? And mm. and and that was another one. Except the grey sort of works because of the setting. But mm. my God, there's so many grey films from around then. And with that, Sam Worthington again. With yeah. Sam Worthington, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were really pushing Sam Worthington as like this is the next Hollywood superstar. You, everybody love him because he's in every big movie. So everybody watch him. And I, I listened to your episode of, of Terminator Salvation, and I must admit, I remember watching that movie. And sort of thinking, what an opportunity they had there, and it just it didn't quite work for me. But yeah, well, Josh, you said you was like, a, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Josh said like Sam Worthington, like he was like the hottest shit for about eighteen months, yeah, and then just kind of disappeared. Yeah, and then he'll be back again with all and the was, five Avatar sequels. Yeah, oh, yeah. and he was gonna be, he was gonna be James Bond. He was gonna mm-hmm. be. It was all these other, all these other rumors, wasn't there? But I mean, like, he's not, he's not, he isn't a bad actor. It's just, you know, it's just one of them where I get the impression that Cameron found him for Avatar because he wanted an unknown, and yeah. he spent all that money on Avatar and sort of went round all the directors going, "We just, we put him in so that people know who he is." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like and then and then and then everyone come and see my film and somehow it'll be the gr- biggest grossing film of all time even though no one knows anything about it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And funnily enough, my number six is Medusa from Clash of the Titans. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Because wow, wow, exactly wow. the same same. Uh, I love that film. Yeah. Because it was um, apart from well, the, one of the reasons I loved it was because uh, what was his name? Perseus, wasn't it? That was yeah. who that Harry, was Hamlin. Harry Hamlin. Yeah. Yeah. He got given these great gifts. He got given like a, um, I think he got given a cloak. He got given a sword and he got given a a, a shield, didn't he? Yeah. And I thought, wow, he got some really cool gifts he got given from, I think Zeus probably, that was his dad, wasn't it? Um, but Medusa, again, that bit when it her eyes just shine, mm. oh, it just f- freaks you the fuck out. And you must have loved it for the nudity in that movie as well, because yeah, for yeah. a PG, there's quite a bit in there. <laughs> I can't say I noticed, Neil. I was really? too busy looking at the amazing Harryhausen uh, animation. Let's just, do, <laughs> let's, just, let's just do top 10 naked <laughs> Yeah. Well, believe me, that, that will be a top 10 we'll do. Don't worry. If you want to come back for that one, Josh, yeah, absolutely. You, can absolutely. you can come back for that one, no problem. Right. Um, <laughs> Now, is number five a bad decision, Mel? Oh, that's a real radio link, that was. No, it's not a bad decision, but I feel like, uh, I, f- I feel a bit intimidated talking about it because I think it's your baby. It's Alien. Ooh, you may be surprised. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're in the camp that Alien is horror rather than sci-fi thriller then? Absolutely scared the crap out of me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like, can't yeah. see how it's not a horror. No. The first one, yeah, it's just a full-on horror, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's the, the, like we've said before, the weird thing is, is like you only see the alien for like four minutes in the whole yeah. movie. And it is it's just like Jaws in the fact that it's less is more. It's more what you don't see than what you do see, which I think is what a lot of horror films don't do. They try and get you, you know, it's, it's loads of blood, it's stuff like that. I'm I'm with you in the fact that it's a it's a great movie. But when so when did you first see that? I can't even remember the first time I saw it. It was like there. It was just there. But um, I did always like Aliens as well. I hope that's okay with both of you. No, oh, absolutely. No. <laughs> but to me, Aliens is more of an action movie than yeah. a horror. Yeah, and it's a comedy yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah. Like Bill Paxton just steals the show yeah. as he does in everything. Game um, over, man! Yeah, he's got so many good lines. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just... And John Hurt just looks a young John Hurt, especially just looks so vulnerable in everything that he is in. I just felt so sad for him <laughs> in Alien. You know, he's yeah. He's just enjoying his breakfast he's just oh, after his having breakfast. that face hugger. I know, and I will he just, say he. I think he played that bit really well. Yeah, I will he say from him. a previous um, episode that. Uh, the young lady that we have with us tonight is the one that gave me all that information about that, oh, <laughs> about that essay, about how yeah. it's the, the, the feminist and going up alleyways and going up corridors <laughs> or <laughs> it's the phallic symbols. And, <laughs> so, I mean, again, in the same line. No. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, uh, and the I film, don't know if yeah. anybody, yeah, yeah. I don't, know if any, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody has read that essay. It's, it is a good read, I will say. It's a good yeah, read. It's, it will make you watch Alien in a different way, I think. Yeah. Is it in a way that you'd want to watch it? I mean, that's the I don't know. I don't know. Well, does it take away from where you first see it? That's, you know, you've got to be careful. Yeah. Maybe watch it first, then read the essay. Mm. Don't read the essay, then watch it. No. I think I haven't seen it for a while. Like I haven't seen Alien properly for a while, but after reading that essay, it made me watch it again. And like looking at the, is it LV 27 or whatever mm. the, the the ship and that is, it makes you look at that in a completely different mm. way. And you look at the face hugger in a different way. And there's this, and it's, it's interesting to be able to yeah. watch a film that you, I've watched. I don't know. I've probably watched Alien 20 times at least to be able to watch it with a little bit of a different slant on it does make mm. it make it interesting, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, right, Neil, you're number five. The Shining, Jack oh, Nicholson. Yeah. I thought I, I um, that for you. Well, well, I suppose it's uh, did well to get him a top ten because I struggled to actually get a top ten. There were so many the ins and outs, but that's a classic, isn't it? It's got every trope. It's psychological. I like the fact that it's a slow build, and I'm a big fan of the slow build. I don't like these sort of quiet, quiet bang horror films. They're just ghost train rides and they're boring. Mm-hmm. But The Shining really delves in, doesn't it? it gets you thinking. Um, and what a great ghost story! Just mm-hmm. a fantastic ghost story. And who would and uh, Room Three Two Three Seven, the documentary that accompanies it, makes it a very interesting movie. I know Stephen King didn't like Kubrick Shining, did he at all? So no. he missed the points and then went off to make his own version on the TV screen. It was an absolute shit show. It was awful. <laughs> um, Has either but, yeah. of you, either of you seen Doctor Sleep? No, no, not yet. Have you? Yeah, it's it's okay. It's okay. Apparently it does fit quite well. Yeah, they've got a very good um not this I don't think it's spoilers. 
Um, Ewan McGregor goes back to the Overlook Hotel, mm. goes back to the bar, and his dad is behind the bar. Right. And I was watching it, and I was going, I recognise that guy playing, doing, <laughs> doing like a Jack Nicholson impersonation. And it was only Elliot from E.T., Oh, was it? It was, it was Henry Thomas, yeah. Wow. Doing wow. a really good... He wasn't doing an impersonation of Jack Nicholson. He was doing an impersonation of... of um, What's his name? Torrance. Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance, yeah. And it was, it was really good. Yeah. But I thought I recognised that face. I just recognised that face. And then I looked on the credits and yeah, it was Henry Thomas. But it's got one of the creepiest images ever from movies is those twin girls stood in the hallway. I just think it's so creepy. Mm. I mean, I don't particularly find anything like that scary. You know, I walk around um, the, these ghost trains and everything like that. They don't particularly bother me. But if I was to walk around the corner and those two were stood there, I think I'd run a fucking mile. <laughs> <laughs> they just and creeped me out. Buckets creeped of blood out. as well. Buckets of blood. Yeah. Mm. And that, just even from the beginning bit, when you're following the car all through the woods with that, mm. that daunting music all the way, just fills you with dread. You know what's coming. You know you're about to embark on the ghost journey of all ghost journeys. So brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And okay. the carpet's great. Just to they are. Yeah. And Love I always wanted carpets. his trike. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, on paper, tri- triking around an old empty mm. hotel sounds great fun, doesn't it? But It does. Would not catch me doing that. It's ruined now by those twins. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. comes good of being on a trike. Look at the omen as well. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's, oh, how, yeah. that's how Damien's yeah. mum dies, is him on yeah. a little yeah. trike. He pushes her off, doesn't he? A little, little Oops, spoiler. <laughs> so, yeah, spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we don't Sorry. say what he pushes her off of. No, well, it's off of a balcony, and she falls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's the classic fishbowl, indeed. Okay, my number five is Blair Witch Project, the original one. Um, this was the first film I saw when I had my new five point one surround sound back in the day, <laughs> and I was constantly looking outside, opening my window because I thought someone was shouting down the street. <laughs> Getting here, someone going, "Right, you know, that scene where." <laughs> The, is it Josh was the one guy he yeah, went and missing, he goes missing yeah. and you can hear him shouting and of course with the surround sound it was coming from behind me and I thought who the fuck is that shouting in the street <laughs> I'd open my like living room window and looking right and I thought oh no it's that and then that fight again no spoilers but that final scene mm. is another one of those ones that just stays with you because it's yeah it's it's you know I was so lucky with that movie. I was right. I was in America, right in the hype of it. So they published the documentary out on the whatever network on TV. Everybody thought it was real. I'd gone to, went to go and see it, and noticed where I was staying in Memphis. My friend noticed that they were doing a Q and A. The the two directors, Sanchez and whatever his name was. So I actually went to the Q and A and saw all about the filming of that. Uh, yeah, absolute marketing genius. Mm. Was a brilliant, brilliant. The first, you think the first how cheap sort of movie, it was? yeah. First forty thousand dollars, wasn't it, or something mm. like that? Yeah, only been beaten by Paranormal Activity. No, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It was, it was phenomenal. It was highly influenced by Cannibal Holocaust. So, right. if anybody's watched that movie, it's a found footage movie, one of the originals. Um, it's a great movie, but watch the cut version, not the uncut version, because never deal with that again. Oh, right. <laughs> too, too much right. animal cruelty for me. And, oh, um, uh, a fan, Mel? Of the Blair uh, yeah, I think I haven't watched it for years. I haven't watched it for years, but I'd be interesting. I'd be interested to watch it again now. Mm. It would be interesting to see whether it might be a bit boring now because you've had. Yeah, nothing, maybe nothing. we've been over. 
But I like the fact they did yeah. silly jump scares, did they? It was yeah. just like the brief touch of the fabric of the tent and you saw a little yeah. bit of that, the crunches or the screams off camera miles away. You didn't really see a lot, do you? And like you said, no. that final image is just burnt, etched yeah, into I your can, skull. It's probably been 20 years since I saw it and I can I can still see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, Holds that well. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, well, I've done my number five, the Joker. So, Lucy, you're number four. Well, we knew, we knew he was coming. I kind of teased this on Twitter. Um, Joffrey from Game of Thrones is number four. <laughs> okay, he's my number two. Ooh, uh. Yeah. Is he on yours? Uh, he's not, no. Oh, no. He's not even in my top ten. I think if we were to do a podcast which was just top ten most satisfying deaths, I think Joffrey, spoiler, sorry, <laughs> Joffrey would be up there, certainly. Because <laughs> you're just like, I just want insufferable yeah. character yeah. horrible sadistic Ev- everything that makes a kind of fantasy villain and, and young too which is a scary thing he's so young his character mm. you know but the things that he can do and the things that he wants is just man 
I hate him so much. Like he, he, he makes me visibly angry. <laughs> Joffrey, I just oh. that's why I put him so high because, like mm. you said, he made me angry watching him. Mm-hmm. And I know it's only a performance, but what a performance to get a feeling it's like that out of it. And what a complete turd he was. And he's got a face that you just want to slap. Yeah. He's just got one of those kind of faces that you you want to like you want to grab his ears, rip his head off, and kick it down the road because he's just got one of those faces. But Maybe that's a little bit sad- too sadistic. I don't know. No, I think he's one of the most sadistic characters in Game of Thrones, personally. Mm-hmm. I think he is probably the most sadistic. I, mean, I think he's worse than that other guy that tortured um, Lily Allen's brother. <laughs> well, that's that's my number four. Ramsay Bolton is my oh, right. number four. Um, mainly, it's the same sort of reasons. Because, again, like you said, Lucy, earlier on, that there are certain shows that have got like not just one villain. I mean, you've got Cersei Lannister as well mm-hmm. that could easily, you could put in the mm-hmm. top 10 as a villain. Um, but Ramsay for me is somebody that just lives to hurt people and to kill yeah. people and to torture people. Um, whereas again, I think um, Joffrey, he's just doing, I think what he thinks a king should do. He's got that power to do that. So he's, He's not a, a nice king, obviously, but I think he's thinking that I'm doing what a king should do, whereas Ramsay is just doing what the fuck he likes, yeah. and he's going to kill. The whole the Battle of the Bastards, when I can't remember what the name of, I think, isn't it? Um, oh, it's running over the over the battlefield, and he just gets his, his like longbow out and kills him. And that's, there's no reason to do that apart from creating a stir and creating a fight so mm. yeah that's that's why i put him at number four because i think he's just a bit more of a bastard than uh than joffrey but again also got a very very good death mm. uh you know a death that was um deserved you know, deserved and suitable for him i think yeah yeah getting his meat and two veg ripped off by a pack of wolves or whatever it was ah lovely right uh so neil what's your number four Doctor Who's Daleks. Ah, this yes. Stems from childhood. They used to bloody terrify me right from the day. Yeah. Just as soon as you heard the name, you know, them coming in and, oh, behind the sofa I went and peeked at them. And they still sort of give me that edge now. I know they're, they've sort of dated and everything, but the new series, they can float. And their nemesis was stairs in the old series, yes. which makes them less villainous. But... <laughs> They were scary, weren't they? And the, the fact that they were controlled by those little, uh, I don't know, parasite things inside, the little weird alien mind things. Yeah, creepy as, but also they've got to be number one, Doctor Who's number one villain, haven't they? I yeah, I think I love what you said about the floating as well, because like, I remember the, the Christopher Eccleston episode when they come back. Mm. And they do the whole running up the stairs thing, and then they float, and you're like, "Oh no!" Yeah. <laughs> and when they upgraded them, you're like, "Oh no!" They went, "Now we're screwed." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They're it just was a, killing it... machines, though. That that's what they exist to do. That's their that's their primary function. They don't do anything else. That's it. Mm. Yeah, just they don't have kill. any wants or desires. It's just kill things. That's yeah, it. yeah. And that's a perfect. That's what a perfect villain should be. There should be no bargaining with a a, a perfect villain. That's just what they're programmed to do. Absolutely. Mm. Okay, number three from you then, Giles. South Park. Okay. Yeah. Now, obviously it's legendary, but tell me why I should watch it. Well, firstly, 
Matt Stone and Trey Park are geniuses, I think. Comedy geniuses. Um, have you watched Team America? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you like do you like that film? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, hilarious. Okay, so yes. So like <laughs> South Park's that every week, pretty much. You know, right. I mean it's it, they are they are geniuses. I think um I know they've such recently signed some big um deal, haven't they? Have, That's have, right. Like produce loads of new stuff. So it's good. It'd be good to see some more output from them, those guys. But yeah, I think it, again, for me, it was uh, a thing. It, I remember it coming on to channel four, which is the perfect channel for it to come on to. And it was on kind of like oh, maybe at like eleven o'clock at night. Mm. And it was sort of thing you came in from the pub and you put it on and it was, you know, it became a big thing to watch South Park, you know, um, after you come back from the pub. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and we used to like, you come back, we used to come back with mates and watch, we would watch South Park together and and just laugh our heads off at it. I mean, it's, it's yeah, again, it's, it's weird, it's surreal, it's, um, it's near the knuckle quite a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, very, very good. Very, very funny. Um, mm. very cutting and very, um, yeah, just very innovative. I think when it came out, you know, like, you know, we're, we're talking way before things like Family Guy and stuff, who, mm. were, you know, Rick and Morty, you know, really edgy comedy in, in an animation, you know, yeah. which hadn't really been done that much. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's not your number three or number one then, Neil? No, I was in my list, but I thought, I've, I'm so early series that I've only ever watched. I thought, I can't really justify, because I wouldn't be able to talk about the, the more up-to-date. I think I only sort of watched the first three series and loved it to death. And I think the movie is completely genius. Yeah, oh, the movie's what, incredible. Yeah, one of the best musicals out there. Mm. Well, that's um, what those guys do brilliantly as well. They the mm. music and stuff as well. I don't know if you've seen any of their other movies as well. They've done like a few other movies. Yeah, uh, Basketball's not as good as some of that stuff, but yeah, they they're brilliant at doing songs as well. Is, um, yeah, what was the other one? Orgasmatron was yeah, it? Got, yeah, something like that, wasn't it? And they've done yeah. a western. They did a western, which is a musical. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my mm. head, but yeah. And of course, um, the Book of Mormon as well. Which uh, yeah, I think Book of Mormon, which is absolutely guys, hilarious and wrong yeah. in every level. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so those guys are, you know, they've got an amazing track, track mm. record. Um yeah, get on it. Okay, uh, I will. <laughs> uh right, Neil, you're number three. Batman, the animated series, Kevin Conroy, um, Mark Hamill as the Joker. I just think it reinvented Batman after we we got the glimpse and the glory of <clears throat> Tim Burton's Batman, who re- reinstated the gothicness of it. And then they just carried on with such a plum in the the this the animated series. Um, I personally think Kevin Conroy is probably the best Batman. You know, just even though he's just a voice, I think he brings such depth and um, where well, he, he is Batman's voice to me. When I if I close my eyes, that's who I hear. Um, and the animation, it's just I think it's wonderful. It's almost got the like the nineteen twenties sort of noir look to it. Yeah, which yeah. is wonderful. Um, yeah, there's nothing not to love about it. I don't know whether you've watched it, Giles. Have you of those ones? Yeah, yeah, I love them. And, I, and actually, I like all the. I'm I'm always up for watching like the spin-off little kind of short movies and stuff that they've mm. done um, with various different voice artists involved. Yeah. But um, they've been great as well. Like, you know, I'm really into all those. Yeah, they are. They're just superb, absolutely superb. So that's up there. That's something I still watch today. So yeah, <laughs> didn't even think about that one to be honest. There you go. You got a Batman impersonation for us, Neil? Uh, no. 
Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. No, that was the impersonation. Oh, was that? Was that yeah, it? Was yeah, it? That okay, was right. It. All right then. So, uh, Mel, you're number two. Lies. A lie. And I'm saying it like that because it's a been lies, a very long time. <laughs> yeah. a li- a li- are they? Um, I've, I remember watching it and I remember it really grossing me out and also making me a bit worried about flying for a while, to be honest. I can't remember how old I was when I first watched it, but I haven't watched it in a very long time. Right. Yeah. But the lasting effect it's had on me has made it into my top 10. I just remember a scene where they were cutting meat off somebody's bum cheek. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Yeah. With a True bit of glass. Well, yeah. Yeah. Frozen yeah. Bum, is it frozen bum the cheek? The frozen yeah. bum cheek. Yeah. Mm. From wolves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, basically, like they, they buried the person so his ass was up in the air. Yeah, so you so can I'm, get I'm access ass- to it. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming it was for eating. <laughs> it might have been for other things. I don't know. They were, there. they were there for a long time. <laughs> Um, but that's actually got quite it's not a very big cast on that I think is it um, Ethan Hawke is Ethan Hawke isn't yeah. it is, yeah yeah and I don't know if anybody else is terribly well known well they weren't they're not to me so I don't know maybe maybe they are well known but it's been a while yeah. since I've seen that myself. yeah I don't don't see it anyway. you want to I tried read to watch the original it. book Mel oh do I is yeah. it going to make me scared of flying again mm, possibly but possibly <laughs> not but no it's it's a great it's another great read because it's a true story and everything mm. you know you get more, a lot more of the facts of what happened really yeah. you know from the survivor's own mouths and everything it's well worth reading okay I might do that Pav yeah. we'll read a book together okay then well yeah. you're going to read alive and I'm going to yeah. read what was I going to read well, we'll, we'll see. see. No, war and peace. Well, Christ <laughs> almighty. Um, right, Neil, you're number two. The Poseidon Avenger, the original Gene Hackman, Shelley Winters, everybody that's involved. Um, and this stems back from being a kid and seeing it and not knowing what I was watching, really, and watching this big boat turn over and everybody trying to escape and absolutely loving it. So, And uh, I've seen it again recently, and it really does hold up. Um, you know, you get the claustrophobia of the underwater scenes when they have to swim under, to the the thrill of them having to dangle and climb across a burning precipice and everything, and the fact that the lead dies in it. There you are, spoilers. But he does, and that was a shock, a real shock when I first watched it, and it still shocks me now, even though I know it's coming. Are you a fan, Pav? Um, I can remember it, but very, very... like the bit when they swim under mm. I can remember that because I could always remember saying to myself I would never be able to do that yeah and, you know there's a lot of those sort of scenes where yeah. I think but the whole the whole thing of like how, do they have their eyes open underwater I don't understand how people can do that how, how swim with people, your eyes open underwater. how how, how, how you do you open do that? your eyes well no but then your eyes your water gets into your eyes and, but, and it, it goes a bit blurry but that's about it how can yeah. you look and see <laughs> can you? You can't look underwater. That's ridiculous. Yes, you can. You can. I can. You, can. you really can. Water's in your eyes. Well, no, um, it just floats over your eyes. Yeah, you've got, you got water in your eyes. Your eyes, eyes are wet time. too. They're not absorbing. Your no, eyes don't absorb the water. No, but as I'm saying, but you've got water in your. If you're in Next a shower, time you have a bath, Pav. Yeah, slide backwards and go under. Right. So you're on your back and slide under. Right. And then just slowly, just open your eyes. It doesn't well, sting. Well, no, because the bubble hurt. bath will get in my eyes. But don't put any <laughs> bubble bath in. But I am not having a bath then if I can't have bubble bath oh, in my eyes. You're just putting problems in the way, boy. I'm not, well, I didn't realise that Leslie Nielsen was in um, 
Poseidon, Poseidon Adventure. Adventure. Yeah. He was oh, in a he? lot of, yeah, he's in a lot of films um, that you don't realise, isn't he? Yeah, but, in serious roles, you kind of forget yeah. that, yeah. Can't think yeah. of any of them off the top of my head. Well, but, um, uh, famously, the Forbidden, is forbidden, forbidden Planet. Planet. Yeah, yeah, Forbidden Planet. Ernest Borgnine, of course. Yeah, he was classic in it. Yeah. Washers. Another <laughs> classic Neil impersonation there. And a reference from a film that everybody said, Why is he just saying washers randomly? <laughs> okay. Um, it'll be right. a wild bunch. My number two, which might be a bit contentious, I don't know, is Die Hard. Oh. Okay. Neil doesn't no. agree with that one. Neil no, no, I'll give you that. No, I'll give you that. I find okay. it's a it's a building that is blowing up. Uh, I class that as a disaster movie. I mean, I, it's I thought classic. about it. Yeah. And again, it's classic Bruce Willis. It's a classic movie. Die Hard would be, if we do ever do a top 10 favorite movies of all time, Die Hard will probably be mm. in my top 10. Well, the, which is, if I had thought about it and had it as a, a thing, it would have been my number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that just makes you show like, like how special my number one is because mm. that's mm. my number two. Um, But Die Hard, for me, goes along with things like Back to the Future, the original Star Wars movies, Raiders of the Lost Ark, as a perfect movie. Mm. It's got everything. It is an absolutely perfect movie that works now the same as it did when it came out. Exactly. Undateable. 30 years ago. Jesus Christ. Uh, So, Claire, what is your number one dream holiday destination? Four years, and people that know me will be really surprised that I've picked this, but I've picked it for many reasons. For some reason, for years and years and years and years, I have been fascinated with Alaska. Ooh. And I think the facts of Alaska in terms of how much daylight they get, and obviously not to mention the amazing landscape, even though I think it would terrify me, I would love to see the bears and Mm. I just think it's a stunning place but people will know me and they will all know me for hating snow I hate snow because in my job when it snows everybody gets a snow day or everybody has fun they're all being no I'm in work everything's gone to shit because all of the roads are rubbish everything falls apart and it makes our job 10 times harder um and so I've just always hated snow and I've said say no to snow so I think actually for me I need to fall in love with snow again and I think Alaska would do it and I'm, I'm, I don't actually mind being cold um and I think also as well it's so much easier I think winter clothes on holiday are far easier than summer clothes in terms of what you've got to pack, how you look. And I just, I've, yeah, I've always wanted to go to Alaska, always. Awesome. Well, the other thing is that it's always easier to get yourself warm than it is to get yourself Exactly. Cool. I've yeah. always found So if there are any Alaskians... <laughs> Have you ever seen the they, film or, watched the, uh, or read the book of Into the Wild? Um, so... No, I thought you were going to say the film Alaska then, which is a children's film about two <laughs> kids that go in search for their dad whose planes crashed on the side of a mountain uh, and they meet a polar bear. Um, but no, I've not seen Into the Wild, but I've heard of it. I would highly recommend it. It's about it's a true okay. story of the guy that gave up a, a, you know, his nine-to-five job, money and everything, and just lived in a bus in Alaska. Oh, and haven't they now had to remove the bus because so many people got in trouble and almost died trying to find yeah, it? I yeah. have seen that. Forgive me, I have seen that. It's an awesome movie, but yeah, yeah. there you go. That, if oh, that right. bus was still there, that could have been your ideal holiday. 
Yeah. So if you it's... don't hear from me on the radio again, it's because I've <laughs> hightailed it over there. Yeah. yeah. That film is screeching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You do realize Dustin Diamonds died. I know. He you? passed away. He, bless yeah. him. Oh, bless him. Yeah. 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 Rest in peace. Long, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. But he was the funniest one on that show. Was he? Yeah. Well, uh, he was the one that they were laughed at. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Anyway, so Claire has Alaska for number one. Um, Neil, what's your number one? I don't think it would be too much of a surprise to you, Pav, but Galaxy's Edge, uh, Disney, Florida. I, I want to go and see it. You've been to see it, you bastard. Um, you never <laughs> took me on a business trip there. Well... No, is no. This to, is this something to do with Star Wars? It is. Galaxy's Edge is basically the theme park, Star Wars theme park. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it looks amazing. Everything Pav showed me looks amazing, and it's high up on my list to do myself. So, yeah, that's where I want to go. That's my one, number one destination. It will be fulfilled. It will. Uh, my number one is Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be. I've um anyone that has seen the video my wife took a video of um well the the whole trip two years ago it's almost two years to the day that we record this that we went to florida and it was hit and miss whether we were going to be able to go when galaxy i think galaxy edge had been opened for about two or three weeks when we went so we were very lucky that was a holiday where so many things sort of fell into place perfectly um, I've been watching loads of videos from all these vloggers that have sh- that showed Galaxy's Edge, and I thought, oh my god, when I see the Millennium Falcon, there is a full size Millennium Falcon there, Claire. And when I mean full size, you know what the Millennium Falcon is, don't you? Yes, that I do. Right? Do you? Are you just saying that to please? The Millennium Falcon is the thing that basically just I think looks like a projector. And Steve Nibbs, who you know from Points West, he's in Indeed. the middle of building one. Right. Yes. So I knew that that was there. And it basically what it is, it's a place called Batu. So when you go through the gate, don't laugh, Claire. I mean, I'm serious about this. <laughs> when you go through the gates, you are on Batu. So everybody that works there, they're not working for Disney. They are making a, they're doing their jobs in Batu. So when you see someone, you say Bright Suns. That's their way of saying hello. And, and they stay in character. All the time they stay in character. So they've uh, been forced into a cult, that's what you're saying. They're living all. against their will on not, Batu. Not at all. No, they, they they just happen to live on Batu when you go in there. Right. And uh, they're the, uh, my wife, I think my, my daughter took the video as well, of me coming to the arch when you go walking in. And I absolutely lost it. I absolutely <laughs> lost it. And I've never felt emotion like that before it was like it all pent up because i wanted to go there so long and the fact that i was actually standing in the gateway now walking into it i knew i was going to cry when i saw the millennium falcon because it's it's built in my dna regarding being a star wars fan that you're seeing something that's real in front of you to go into that to just walk through that archway I, I, i look at it now and i think you and my dad's looking at me while this is going on, looking at me going, what are you doing, you idiot? Like, why are you crying? But actually, do you know what? I think that's probably how I would feel if I ever went to Stars Hollow, which was the location where the Gilmore Girls was set. I mean, it's right. it's yeah. a, it's an LA set. It's on the Universal mm. Studios or whatever. But this magical place called Stars Hollow, you're like, I want to go there. 
I'd probably mm. cry. So yeah, good for yeah. you. Yeah, it was. It was. I've never had that feeling since. And I and I ended <laughs> Not up, even when your grandchild was born. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's different. That's a that's a different kind of emotion. I feel. Uh, yeah, I think I cried when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> now you can I see did. where I went, why I want to go there. I did. Yeah. yeah, and it's it is for somebody that is a Star Wars fan. I would say. I mean, my wife walks around with me for for half a day um around it and sort of was i'm done i've seen everything now i i ended up spending i think two full days i even i'll tell you what i did claire which was absolutely stupid i ended up paying for a a night at a disney hotel just so that i could get in there early the following day <laughs> how much did that cost you i i i can't say because my wife might watch this <laughs> <laughs> and listen to this um but that was on my own. My wife didn't want to come. So I ended up then going and spending the following day and spent the day. I went on the, the Millennium Falcon ride like six times. And, and just, I ended up sitting next to the Millennium Falcon as the sun was going down. And I've got photos of that. And it, is just, it was just, I just sat there for like an hour and a half, just wow. enjoying, enjoying. It is a beautiful place. And anybody. I'm and, amazed Neil is still talking to you if you've been there without him. No, of course I am. We We, we could have had a business trip, but. Things happened, and uh, yeah, the country. <laughs> I'll give him that excuse. Very cool. I mean, you're going to go when you're fifty, aren't you, Neil? You're, I'm Apparently, sure yeah, it's be part of your thing. Yeah, it, well, it probably won't be when I'm fifty next year. It'll probably have to be the year after or whatever. Let yeah. things calm down. But, but if yeah, you don't, if you don't take there. me, I'll, I'll I'll never speak to you again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll be my. Uh, no, I'm going on my own. Yeah. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.